0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Iceberg Recap, your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from by searching Tip of the Iceberg. Buffalo Sabres 3, Pittsburgh Penguins 1. I walk away from this game thinking... Man, did the Pittsburgh Penguins miss a couple of opportunities, a couple of grade A opportunities where, yes, Ukopeka Lukaden was extremely good and definitely on his game for the Buffalo Sabres, but the Pittsburgh Penguins... Yet the referees didn't help, but the Pittsburgh Penguins shot themselves in the foot a little bit too often as well. Certainly should have had a better fate in this one. The top storyline was exactly that. Penguins missing on grade A opportunities to take the lead, to advance the lead. They should have been up probably 4-1, to 5-1 to one at certain points of this game, but instead they lose by a final score of 3-1 to one, thanks to the empty netter by Rasmus Dahlin, which we'll get to here in just a little bit. I mean, you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins side of things. They scored two goals in the first period. Both get called back. One was a clear and obvious offside. The other one was a more questionable goaltending interference call on one Jake Gensel. And this is the second straight home game that the Pittsburgh Penguins scored multiple goals in the opening frame that didn't count. You go back to Tuesday night's game against the Washington Capitals. Chad Ruweedo scores a goal. It comes back for offsides. They score an un- or they didn't score another goal. Excuse me. The other one was well, something that should have been a goal. Jeff Carter just skates over top of the puck instead of skating to the puck, and he misses a wide-open net. So the Pittsburgh Penguins not having a good first period at home over the last couple of games. But not only that, but you look back at what they were able to do in the second period, three breakaway opportunities against UPL, and he was able to shut all three of them down. They went for different things, so it's not like they had something scouted. They kept trying to go back to the same thing. Uko Pekka, Luken, and just made... The saves when he needed to make the saves, and he certainly had some help, as we'll talk about in the third period. Plenty of uh, ringing off the posts in the third period for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Missed opportunities cost them a chance at two points, and now they're going to have to not scramble. It's, It's a simple game on a Saturday in January, but certainly a game in which when you look at how they performed in this one, you would hope that they would come away with at very least a pity point, which is what they were in line to do late in the third period before giving up that eventual game-winning goal. Let's get into the goal recap. Speaking of game-winning goals, not much to write home about. Certainly very different from what we saw on Thursday night against the Boston Bruins. This time it was a first-period goal scored by Alex Tuck that got the Buffalo Sabres up 1-0, and that is where it stood for a very long time. Tuck's 10th goal of the season to Cisco to former Boston Bruin Connor Clifton and, of course, the Buffalo Sabres superstar, Tage Thompson. This goal is one that certainly... Tristan Jari would like to have back, and when that puck went in the net, I looked at it and I said, oh no, we're in for a third straight game where the Pittsburgh Penguins goaltender is just not able to stop a puck, but he was able to turn things around, and yes, he did give up the eventual game winner, which we'll get to in a second, but that one was more so in the defense in front of him, whereas... Tuck's goal, yes, it was a partial breakaway, but he shot it from so far out that if you're Tristan Jari, you're going to want to have that one back. But I I thought Jari bounced back and had a pretty good performance following that goal in the first period. Nothing happens. Remainder of the first period, no goals scored in the second period, despite, like I mentioned, a handful of breakaway opportunities for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Third period begins. Penguins certainly pushing, pressing, trying to get that first goal of the game for the third time in the game. It ends up being Ricard Raquel scoring his fourth goal of the season. This one on a 5 on 3 penalty or power play, excuse me, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. A power play that was not looking good uh, for the most part. You looked at what they were able to do on a full two minutes, they score very late into that 5 on 3. Fortunately enough for them. They get the goal, Ricard Raquel tipped it in, a beautiful passing play by Eric Carlson for his 21st assist of the season, and Evgeny can help set it up as well, getting his 19th assist, a power play goal for the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was even, and you thought, okay, now that they finally got things back to even, they might have let the Buffalo Sabres stay in this game, hang in this game, but at the same time, they were the better team the entire night, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Unfortunately, not on one singular shift for one of the depth lines of the Buffalo Sabres. Zemgus Girgensons gets in front. Neither P.O. Joseph or Eric Carlson want anything to do with him. They don't box him out. He ends up getting a deflection goal in, shuffling it past Tristan Jari, his third goal of the season. Eric Robinson and Matthias Samuelson end up picking up the assists on that one. And then in, later in the third period, Penguins pulled the goaltender. Well, at least they hadn't at the moment. Ricard Raquel tries to go hero, takes the puck into the zone, he turns it over quickly, and Rasmus Dahlin is an all-world player. When he sees the net open from his own blue line, he's probably going to hit it more often than not. He scores his 12th goal of the season unassisted, an empty netter, and that is where things stood at triple zeros. Pittsburgh Penguins fall to the Buffalo Sabres on home ice. Let's get into the three stars in this one. Third star, he might not have ended up on the score sheet, but Sidney Crosby once again had a dominant performance for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He appeared to be a man on a mission it looked like Sidney Crosby was going to be the same thing that we saw him be on Thursday night against the Boston Bruins he had a three-point night in Boston we thought maybe he's going to have a three-point night in Pittsburgh he did have two they were just both taken off the board makes a ridiculous pass to Drew O'Connor in the first period that ends up going into the back of the net, but that was the goal that was called back on offsides. And then he scores another goal that gets called back on goaltender interference. Again, a questionable call, but at the end of the day, the Pittsburgh Penguins unable to capitalize, but Sidney Crosby looked absolutely phenomenal once again, certainly continuing to stack impressive performances, drew the penalty that eventually led to the Pittsburgh Penguins' lone goal as well. So a good night for the captain, although he did not end up on the score sheet. Second star of the game, Going to give this one to Eric Carlson. It's been a while since I put Eric Carlson in my stars of the game, but he's slowly starting to find that scoring touch. He had a primary assist on the Penguins' lone goal tonight, and that was a goal that was scored basically by him. Ricard Raquel puts his stick on the ice. Eric Carlson hits it at the perfect time, and they're able to go out there and get the goal, make it tied at one. And at that point, again, like I said, it felt like the Pittsburgh Penguins were going to get something going. It felt like the Pittsburgh Penguins were going to be able to – capitalize on that opportunity, finally break Uko pekka but that was the only time they were able to do it. They end up losing, but I think Eric Carlson, when you look at the way that he's performed over the last couple of games, he's starting to put things together when it comes to getting those assists, setting players up with great a scoring opportunities, and they're starting to finish them. Now, tonight... Might not be the best example of that because the Pittsburgh Penguins struggled to finish on a lot of their chances, but a big night for Eric Carlson nonetheless. Picks up an assist, now points in three straight games, including a multi-point performance last game against the Boston Bruins, and he has points in four of the last five. Certainly something you want to see from 65 and Black, but again, big night for him. For another reason, he passes Borea Salming for second all-time in points, Among Swedish defensemen not something to be taken lightly he probably would have liked to do that in a winning effort a little bit more celebration going on if that were the case but still a big night nonetheless for Eric Carlson second all time in Sweden among Swedish defensemen in NHL points only trailing the great Nick Lidstrom so a good night for Eric Carlson. Hopefully he can continue to build upon this and continue to build and score points for the Pittsburgh Penguins because they need him to come around. They need him to start putting the puck in the back of the net as he is still goalless, I believe, in 17 straight games or 18 straight games at this point. They need him to start lighting the lamp on his own as well. First star of the game for this one, before I go to some of the comments here, thank you to everybody that's tuned in live on our YouTube channel at Inside the Penguins. Uko Pekkalukkanen is 100% the first star of this game. Made more than a few. Ten bell saves. I just mentioned several times that the Pittsburgh Penguins had multiple grade A breakaway opportunities in the second and third period. Uko Pekalukunen was able to make the saves on all all of them. Uh, And then he finished finally with 44 saves on 45 shots. Doesn't matter what happens in the game. You save 44 or 45, you had an impressive performance. But he did get a little bit of help. I will say that. He did get a little bit of help. Part of it is the referees, and I understand Penguins fans' displeasure with the referees. I think the call late in the third period or midway through the third period on Jansen Harkins, that's as bad as it can get because everybody, including the referees, saw that they messed up, but they couldn't go back and change it. That, to me, seems a little off, but at the same time, that was a bad call. I thought the penalty on Sidney Crosby was a little weak as well in the second period that negated the third Penguins' power play, but again, at the end of the day, Penguins lose 3 to 1. It would have been a 2 to 1 game without the the empty netter. They missed on so many opportunities. You can't blame it all on the refs. It's it stinks that the refs certainly didn't help the Pittsburgh Penguins, but it's on the Pittsburgh Penguins to capitalize on their opportunities, to stay on sides, which has been all of a sudden an issue the last couple of games of staying on sides and not hitting the post. They hit the post three times in the third period. Malkin hit the post twice on that five-on-three before Ricard Raquel was able to cash in. Who knows? Maybe if Malkin scores earlier in the five-on-three, one of the guys come out of the box, they score again on the power play, and we're having a completely different discussion here on Saturday night. But at the end of the day, a lot of great opportunities were shut down by UPL. He's a great goaltender for the Buffalo Sabres. If he can get that consistency going, the Buffalo Sabres might actually have something in him. And I think there's another one, uh, another goaltender, Devin Levi, up there that, that does pretty good as well. Again, haven't watched much Buffalo Sabres hockey, uh, but those two seem to have a bright future, both young and both very talented goaltenders. But at the end of the day, Pittsburgh Penguins needed to do more, just weren't able to. Let's go to the comment section here and see what we got Jimbo Smith says Gensel Goal should have counted. He has the right to that space, whether or not the goaltender touches his mask against him or not. Unreal. I agree with you, Jimbo. I think if you go and you look at the rule, as it's written in the rule book, Jake Gensel was clear and obviously not interfering with the goaltender. Not to mention the fact that he is outside of the crease as well, which should have been another indicator. Not to mention also when the contact happened, which was far after the shot was going to be passed. Uko pekka so I agree with you. I thought that goal should have counted. But again, they had opportunities before that. They had opportunities after that. They weren't able to capitalize. Well, it sucks that the referees were not on their game. It was a bad night. For the officials, the Pittsburgh Penguins need to be able to take advantage of the other opportunities they're given. So let's go down through a couple more. Scott says two more points evaporate. Now Philly is another must-win game. It seems like every game for the Pittsburgh Penguins is turned into a must-win game at this point in the season, but definitely against the Philadelphia Flyers. The Penguins were, I'm going to say it, were embarrassed by the Philadelphia Flyers earlier this season when they lost back-to-back games against their division rival. They need to go to Philly. They need to make a statement. And again, it's the same thing we said against Boston this week. It's the same thing we said against Washington this week. The Pittsburgh Penguins have a lot of important games coming up this month. Not a lot of games like you saw tonight against Buffalo, where you're playing a team that's below you in the Eastern Conference standings, a lot of teams above you in the Eastern Conference standings, it does feel like another must-win, because right now the Pittsburgh Penguins, they're in a dogfight with about five or six teams for playoff positioning, and a lot of these teams are going to come up on the Penguins' schedule. So it is, in my opinion, I mean, you can call every game a must-win at this point, because the Penguins are in a weird spot in the playoffs, but at the same time, Man, you just you just need to go next game mentality, and right now the next game is a big one against the Philadelphia Flyers. Alex says, let me read down through this real quick, I feel like Jari's below average goaltending is affecting the rest of the team mentally. Their game just doesn't look the same way when Jari lets weak goals in. I will say this, I did put out that episode yesterday about a concerning habit starting to fade back in for the Pittsburgh Penguins goaltenders, and it is post-January 1st. Tristan Jari has been pretty bad in his career. Tonight, I'm not putting that in the same category. Yes, the goal that he gave up, the first goal to Alex Tuck, was a weak goal, but I thought he played pretty well and pretty solid throughout the remainder of the evening. The defense in front of him played pretty well up until they just allowed Zemgis Gergensen to sit down and, and have a beer in front of the net and be able to score a goal at the same time. Other than that, I thought the defense played better. I thought Tristan Jari looked better. He wasn't forced to make any 10-bell saves, but I will say tonight was a better performance than we have seen from Tristan Jari, in a couple of the last games. So he kept a minute until the very end. He gives up that goal late in the third period. I'm not going to put that one on him because both of his defensemen should have been able to stop the puck from getting to that point of the ice. Let's keep going down through here. Colin says on the Penguins goal, it looked like Carlson didn't want Malkin to get the puck. Malkin ends up getting an assist, but this play was all Carlson. Do you guys think Sullivan would ever demote Malkin to power play too? I don't know if they'd ever do it. Do I think that it would be necessary? Yeah, at some point. There are times when I watch Evgeny Malkin on the power play that I get very frustrated. But again, Evgeny Malkin is uber talented. Evgeny Malkin has probably the most dangerous one-timer on the Pittsburgh Penguins Hence the reason he's been a fixture in that same spot. He has the same office that Alex Ovechkin has. It's just on the other side, and he just hasn't scored as much as Alex Ovechkin has or as automatically as Alex Ovechkin has because he defers a lot. And that's the problem, in my eyes, with Evgeny Malkin right now, is he's deferring a little bit too much. He stops, he does those pump fakes, and a lot of the time as well, his passes are not crisp enough. And if they are crisp enough, they're going through the middle of the ice, trying to make that amazing stretch pass through two defenders. I think there's something in Evgeny Malkin's game that needs to be fixed on the power play, but as far as his 5-on-5, I thought he had a lot of jump tonight. I thought for the most part, especially in the first period and beginning of the second period, Evgeny Malkin looked like Sidney Crosby, a man on a mission, but... On the power play, especially on that five on three, I was getting very frustrated, even leading up to the goal, because the goal while Malkin gets a secondary assist, as you mentioned, Colin, it was a lot of Eric Carlson on that power play goal there. Uh, Nikki says they were clearly the better team, but still a sorry showing for a power play aside from the 30 seconds. Carlson refused to let go of the puck until he could make something happen. Yet yeah, the power play 0 for three in the second period is not good enough. You know, especially in a game where you've dominated at five on five, you get three power play opportunities in one period, you gotta cash in on one of them. Now they've scored a goal, I believe, in three straight games. So they're getting a little bit better, they're getting a little bit more progress when it comes to actually scoring goals, but I think the process needs a little bit more fine-tuning. Uh Sword 287 says these are always the worst losses. Yes, I agree. The ones where you feel like the team Completely outplayed the other team and the opposing team. The Penguins outplayed the Buffalo Sabres in this instance, and they come away with nothing. It it stinks. And and you mentioned that, obviously, later as well. Let me look and see if there's any more. Uh, Jake da Snake, because I love your screen name, your username, I'm going to at least bring one of your comments up. Biggest tough luck loss of the year, and there's been a few of them. The absolute nonsense goaltending interference. No goal call changed the momentum echoing the sentiments from above in the comments and echoing the sentiments that I've mentioned throughout this show, definitely, Jake, I I agree with you. The the goaltender interference, I think that one was a little weak. Certainly the penalty on Jansen Harkins, it didn't cost the Pittsburgh Penguins at the end, but it cost them a little bit of momentum there when they were down a goal. They could have probably used a little bit more five-on-five ice time in that third period, but that took two minutes away from them. So it's an interesting game tonight that the referees weren't on their game. The Pittsburgh Penguins weren't able to finish. It was a classic, if you want to call it a classic Pittsburgh Penguins of the 2020s performance where they did everything but score goals. I mean, they did get one at the end, but they really, the process leading up to it looked really good a lot of the time. Maybe not on the power play the whole time, but certainly at five on five, and they just weren't able to, to capitalize. They weren't able to finish their opportunities, and it ended up costing them. And as Jake the Snake says, and I said a couple times earlier in the show, three posts, three of them. All in the third period. That can't happen. You got to eventually get some puck luck. Um, That's unfortunate. I mean, you can't do anything about that. You shot the puck. You beat the goaltender that was red hot. And it just was two, three inches away from hitting the post in a different direction. And going in the back of the net. But the Pittsburgh Penguins lose this one by a final score. Of three to one. Thank you to everybody that is tuned in live on YouTube at Inside the Penguins. Thank you to everybody who's listening back to this, whether it be on YouTube again or whether it be anywhere you can find podcast. Just search Tip of the Iceberg. We got episodes of Tip of the Iceberg podcast, 45 to 50 minute episodes. They go out every Tuesday and Thursday. We have also iceberg to goes that come out usually Monday, Wednesday and Thursday. Friday we got an extra bonus one that came out today if you didn't hear the latest on Jake Gensel's contract go back and listen to that we also talked about Yesa pool Yarvey making his AHL debut for the Wilkes-Barre Grand Penguins yesterday so at the end of the day Pittsburgh Penguins they lose by a final score of three to one got to get back on the horse on Monday night as they visit the eastern Pennsylvania foes Philadelphia Flyers a team that beat them twice in a row Earlier in the season, I think that was late November or early December. Regardless, the Penguins have two very important points up for grabs on Monday evening. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Iceberg Recap. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.